Welcome to Wake Up With Wall Street for Friday, March 12th. Today's top stories, President Biden said last night he wants all American adults to be eligible for the COVID vaccine by the 1st of May, and he aims for us to be able to gather safely with family and neighbors by the 4th of July. That would be wonderful, but is it possible, and what would it mean for our economy? Before President Biden spoke, our stock market had a great day and set several new all-time highs. What was driving stocks, and will it continue? I'll have details shortly. And since it's Friday, I'm going to name some lucky company the latest winner of the most sought-after award in the history of human civilization, worst company in the world. More on those and other topics shortly, as well as a complete check of the overnight markets. I'm Scott Nations. Now wake up and let's get to it. A quick recap of the action on Wall Street from Thursday. Green was the color of the day on Wall Street, and we won't get St. Patrick's Day until the middle of next week. All the major indexes were higher, with the S&P gaining 1%, while the Dow gained 6 tenths of 1%, and once again the NASDAQ 100 was the biggest mover, it gained 2.4%. Those moves led to new all-time highs for the S&P, Dow, and the Russell 2000 index of small cap stocks. The NASDAQ 100 couldn't quite get to an all-time high, but it's once again in the green for the year. While it was all good news for the broad market, the sectors tell a slightly different story. Most of them finished higher, with the tech sector ETF gaining more than 2% to be the big winner. But consumer staples and financials both finished lower by about one quarter of 1%. This is a little surprising given the size and breadth of the broad market move, but this sort of dispersion of returns has been a theme over the past couple of months, and it's worth keeping an eye on. Interest rates were largely unchanged, which helped free stocks to rally. The 10-year yield closed yesterday at 1.53%, which was slightly lower than where we started the week, and that is incredibly impressive and more than a little surprising, given the massive sales of bonds and notes that the U.S. Treasury staged this week. This week's sales are completed, and the ability to absorb all of that selling should build confidence because the U.S. Treasury is going to have to raise a whole bunch more money every month going forward. Commodity prices rallied along with stocks, and crude oil gained 2.6%, while copper was up by about the same amount. If you want to learn about the state of the global economy, then you should be looking at crude oil and copper prices. Away from Wall Street, President Biden went on TV last night and called for states to open eligibility for COVID vaccinations to all American adults by May 1st. Given recent reports that we're going to exceed his goal of 100 million vaccinations during the first 100 days of his administration, I think his call makes tremendous sense. It took us a long time to get vaccinations really figured out. In fact, it took way too long, but we're on track now. The president set a goal of having families and neighbors being able to gather for a 4th of July celebration. What a wonderful Independence Day that would be if we could accomplish it. Looking at the day ahead on Wall Street, at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Time with two hours and 15 minutes to go before markets open, it looks like it's going to be two steps forward and one step back for stocks, and unfortunately today is going to be that one step back. The S&P is set to open lower by four-tenths of one percent. The NASDAQ is set to open lower by quite a bit more. It's set to open lower by one and a half percent. Crude oil is also moving. It's down slightly overnight trading at $65.85 a barrel for the April contract, and other commodities are also falling. Gold is falling by 1.2% overnight, and it's once again right at that $1,700 an ounce level. 
I mentioned copper earlier, it's down 1% overnight. Why the weakness in stocks and commodities? Well, it's because interest rates are increasing once again. The 10-year yield is now at 1.6%. That's a move overnight of about four basis points higher. Interest rates have flirted with this level before. If we can get above 1.63%, that, that would be a new post-COVID high, and that would really be a problem for stocks and commodities. We'll be watching that level closely. We're due to get some inflation data this morning. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll get producer price index data for the month of February. The market expects a headline number that is an increase of 0.4% and a core increase of 0.2%. Those are exactly the consensus estimates we had for consumer prices, which came out earlier in the week. And you'll remember that that data was a little bit more benign than expected. It'll be interesting to see if that holds true for producer prices. And since it's Friday, it's time for this week's worst company in the world. This week's worst company is... The government of China, which just ratified new laws which are a direct attack on the autonomy of Hong Kong. The new laws will reduce the proportion of democratically elected lawmakers in Hong Kong's legislature. And this comes after repeated assurance to Hong Kong and the world that China would stay out of Hong Kong's political domestic business. China is trying to kill political debate inside Hong Kong so that China can extend its influence. Congratulations once again to the government of China. You're this week's worst company in the world. That has been Wake Up With Wall Street for Friday, March 12th. I'm Scott Nations. Remember, you can join me every weekday to get a jump on the day ahead. And be certain to follow me on Twitter for breaking news and general silliness during the trading day. Now wake up and go get them.